Hello, welcome to another one of our Corridor Chats here at St Mark's Frontiers 2019 at the Royal College of Physicians. And I'm here with Jonathan Hoare, who's given us a terrific talk just now on the management of GI bleeds. Can I ask you to start off by just running through with us your thoughts on the current uh, management and the guidance on management of GI bleed? Okay, well, first of all, thank you. Lower GI bleeding, I think the main thing to say, we all recognise that the management has been a bit of a mess uh, and, and still is a mess in a lot of hospitals. Uh, because you have this group of patients coming in uh, with uh, rectal bleeding. Uh, they tend to be admitted under the surgical team. Uh, only, I think, 0.2%, according to the National Audit, need surgery. Uh, but they come in under the surgical team, and then the surgeons spend a lot of their time trying to bully the gastroenterologists to get interested and do endoscopy. Um, it's a very heterogeneous uh, group of people. Obviously, if you come in with hematemesis, it's very straightforward as to what's going on and what needs to be done. Lower GI bleeding covers a vast amount of territory and uh, pathologies and um, historically has not been uh, particularly well managed. The, the guideline we published at the start of the year is the first uh, guideline on lower GI bleeding. And actually, if you look worldwide, it's really the first multidisciplinary guideline, uh, which I think is a recognition of, of that, uh, that the care of these patients has been uh, not particularly evidence-based and, and a little bit slapdash uh, up and down the country. And what do you think are the problems, based on what you've just said, what are the problems that we are facing day-to-day -day in the management of these patients? What are we getting wrong? Well, I, I think um, the guideline, we are particularly concerned with the patients who uh, are unstable and, uh, and you know, uh, bleeding fast. And we're, we're trying to encourage people to get on top of those patients quickly uh, and by doing CTA uh, to localise the source of the bleeding and certainly it's very accurate to determine if the patient is still actively bleeding um, and then uh, taking those patients forward, managing them quickly and getting on top of them quickly. Uh, there, is a, there is an issue, if you look at the National GI Bleeding Audit, uh, only about 50% of hospitals have access to 24-7 uh, interventional radiology and um, interventional radiology is crucial for these patients. Uh, and so there's a strong recommendation that hospitals have to join up in networks and have quite clear uh, referral pathways for these patients. Uh, but of course, they're, only, they're, they're, they're fairly few and far between those patients. They're, most patients come in, uh, they've had a, a very frightening episode. Uh, it's easy for us to underestimate how, uh, how frightening uh, rectal bleeding is. Mm. And um, they come in and they stabilize quite quickly. And the real debate actually is when those patients get colonoscopy. Um, whether it's an inpatient, whether it's an outpatient. Um, uh, and I think the, the evidence around that, it, there aren't too many trials, um, but we would try and advocate people to try and get on with it um, rather than stick them on the ward and just wait for them to stop, which is uh, really the sort of old style of management. Yes. Uh, or have the endoscopy unit say, yeah, okay, you know, it's Tuesday, we can probably do it on a Friday. The patient then sits there for four days. Um, I'd advocate trying to get on with it if you've admitted the patient because you'll get that patient home quickly with a diagnosis. And interestingly, we had a patient representative on the guideline, as all guidelines should have these days, and uh, they were quite adamant that uh, that's what a patient wants. Um, and I think if we're organised enough, we should be able to offer the majority of people that. So the traditional surgical teaching, at least, was always that a brisk GI bleed was more likely to be upper than lower and that an OGD should therefore be our first course of action. That's not how we should be thinking nowadays with, with easy access to CT and GEO. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think um, without a doubt an unstable patient who's uh, 
has bright red rectal bleeding, um, there is a, a good chance that it could be upper. And I think um, there is no uh, evidence to support one first or the other. I think whatever you can get first is entirely appropriate. Um, clearly, if you do a gastroscopy and you might be able to get that done in resus in A&E or mm. straight to the unit, uh, that's a wise first step. Um, but e equally, if the CT scanner is close to A&E, uh, CTA is also a good step. Uh, and actually in upper GI bleeding, um, I think CTA can also be very useful. And it's interesting, talking to a lot of um, uh, trauma uh, doctors and A&E doctors, they really see CTA as the first port of call for any, anyone with any significant bleeding. Mm. Uh, and I wonder whether um, th that's how we go in the future for all c cases of GI bleeding, really. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, and what about in confirmed lower GI bleeding? The CTA has demonstrated a, a, a bleeding point in the colon. Do we call up our friendly endoscopists to undertake colonoscopy there, or should we go for IR, or is it a mixture? Mm. Well, it's interesting. There is absolutely no comparative evidence uh, at all. Um, and that's partly, I think, these be, would be difficult trials to do and the access to IR. And I'm not even aware of a, a retrospective um, series comparing the two. Um, and, and so it really is just down to clinical judgment. But I think uh, until recently, endoscopists have been rather reluctant to prep patients and go in after a bleeding point, And they're quite happy just to let their IR colleagues go ahead. Uh, and I think people need to look at that a, a, a bit more, in a bit more detail. Um, and uh, because there are you know, very well-established techniques uh, and protocols for treating these patients. Mm. Dr. Jonathan Hall, thank you very much. That's a, a great corridor chat and a really great talk. We're very grateful here at Frontiers. Thank you. Okay. Thank you very much. Okay, really good stuff. Thank you.